Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's our goal here every single day. Our quote for today, it's about waking up in the morning and saying, no matter what gets done, and how much is done, and how it's done, I'm worthy of belonging and love and joy. That's from the queen, Brene Brown. I know queen. you thought Kelsey, and you might have thought Pooja, <laughs> but it's the other queen. Same queen. <laughs> queen Brene. Uh, welcome back, everybody. This is part two of our interview with Emily Baldoni and Justin Baldoni and Kevin Undergaro. Um, hope you guys had fun with episode number one. Episode number two, we're talking about the invisible work of the partner that stays at home, how we need to celebrate it more. Um, celebrating motherhood and seeing what it is, uh, what seeing it for what it is. Um, we're going to talk about creating more balance in life. Um learning how to reward rest mm. and so much more and how your worth is not based on your productivity or your job. Let's jump into this. Yeah. You I mean? do think that the conversation that you have been kind of championing around masculinity and what that looks like and what that yeah. is and breaking that pattern is so important. I think you guys are as a couple really forging new kind of pathways for people because, you know, when Kevin and I were first kind of together, um, you know, it's, it was hard for people to think that there could be a man behind the woman, that he was home taking care of the kids, the dogs, hmm. um, and all of that. And, you know, the gender roles are so specific about what's acceptable and what isn't. <sighs> and no one would have ever known that I could never have done anything that I had done, not anything, but you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the amount that I was able to accomplish in my career was only because I had another force behind me that was pushing me, massaging me, lifting me, carrying my lifeless body, driving me everywhere, doing all the invisible work. Mm -hmm. This is why I was so connected with everything you were saying so that I could just be me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And Chase your dream. Exactly. And so, but that's not respected. And mm -hmm. exactly the same conversations you were having 
Um, and I hate repeating things that were already in podcasts and stuff like that, but this was such an important conversation. Yeah, but you know you have to hear things multiple times for you have to, to hear it, and the people who are listening to this have to hear this. It's like that conversation around, oh my God, you're so lucky to be married to Justin. Mm. How many times have I heard, Kevin, you're so lucky, you're so lucky. And I'd be like, no, I'm the lucky one. Oh. Excuse me, me. Mm. <laughs> I'm the lucky there's one. A, there's a couple things that she doesn't like that are said a lot. That's one of them. And then the other, the one, other one, the other one is um, happy wife, happy life. Oh. See, her body just like contorts well, when people right. say that. People say that all the time. Because it's all about like, oh, we need to be like, you know, coddled or like, yeah. like there's. What the hell is that about? <laughs> yeah. I like, that's not a happy life if I'm always happy. I'm trying to use it None myself. But I, I, because I'm the wife, I always have <laughs> right. the corporate wife. So I'm like, wait, happy wife, happy life. And she just laughs at my face. It doesn't work in this house. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't work anywhere. Yeah. But I think those are those are conversations that, you know, because Kevin Kevin would joke with his his guy friends' wives. He's like, he would collect them all. He's like, all right, let's let's get together and go to wife camp. <laughs> wife camp. And he's like, these this is our job. Bill Belichick, do, do your job. <laughs> do your job. No, well, I mean, listen, if when you have your I was always lucky to have you and 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 I think that is, I think it's, I'm not as advanced as you guys. I'm taking notes here, as you can see, because I'm learning so much. But well, that actually always shows said, that you're even more so. I mean, the fact that you're taking notes. Well, trying, you know. Well, absolutely. especially Maria's shows just brought me 10 levels above. But I, but I was going to say, like, it's a, I would say, like, we're a team. Yeah. And so I came up in team sports, and thank God I was never the star athlete. You know, but I also I always knew being a role player. But I just was like, we're, you know, mm. we're a team. And yeah, and we had we had these wonderful neighbors. Our first house, little mm. starter house in Van Nuys. Margie and Al were an older couple from that, Finland. From, that didn't have children, and um, Al would go to work, and Marie would go to work, and me and Margie were home and <laughs> working on the houses, and we were next door neighbors having our coffee, <laughs> and she taught me a lot. And she just was like, Kevin, you know, Al's job's out there, my job's here. Yeah. So what goes on here is what I run. He runs his mm-hmm. thing. Like it was just a lot but of she stuff. She was like. But she wasn't like, okay, no, no. I'm... But that it, was... It wasn't a gender role thing. It no, was just, here are no. our jobs. She was a badass. She was a badass. She oh, was my tough. God. But She, I like, think made it's... them a lot of money in real estate. And no, she just... He, his... Like, so with me, it was like Maria's job's to hold the mic. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of... That mic is yeah. very heavy. Yeah. And everything else is on me. I got it. And so that's what Margie had taught me. Along with so many other things, you know, she was great when she saw us like doing, I was doing stuff in the backyard. Yeah. I'm going to put a gym here. I mean, it, she was, and she kind of like, I love that. She man. stepped back a little bit and I said, what's the matter? She goes, you know, me and, me and Al, we're, we're just worried about you kids because we want to see you leave some stuff for later. Mm-hmm. You know, don't have it all now. Like she taught us that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But, but I, uh, I was always proud and I still am as I do my job. And that's why we have what we have here, you know? Think, that's why we've that's, been successful. That's so it's a hard thing to get to. It's that, uh, that's so beautiful. And I wish that, um, I mean, what we talked about in the podcast, me and Justin at the Men Enough podcast, is that especially as a, as a woman and a mother, what made it so hard for me to feel like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing at that time. And you and chose take, it because you have a whole career. You wanted to be home with your, your babies. I wanted to be yeah. home with my babies and yeah. I knew that's where I wanted to be at that time. And I, there was, there's, there's this lack of, especially for new mothers, they're, they're they are not celebrated. Mm-hmm. They are not respected. 
Um, because if we were, there would be policies being created, there would be networks being created, society would be built around the mother and the child and families. But this society in this country is not built for families. And I remember being a Swede coming here, it was so evident that this country kind of, it was like, it, it proud itself, pride itself, proud itself? Prided, Speaking of yeah, being prided, foreigner, yeah. pride itself prided. on being prides or prides. pride. Greek was my first language. So I don't. I want to hear this. I know what I mean. I know what you mean. I want to hear what you're saying. Yeah, clearly <laughs> English is my you know first and fourth language. Uh, I'm like, well, don't give me the grammar test. I lose words all the time, and then I have to make them up. <laughs> but you guys are with me. I'm, I'm with you. Um, it's like if we celebrate the family, the American family, right? And then when I came here and I moved here, I realized that. Um, Families are actually not supported at all. Yeah. At all. Um, and if you are the parent that stays home with the kids, forget about it. You are unseen. You are invisible. You don't matter. Mm -hmm. And yet there you are raising the future generation of this yeah. country. Uh -huh. um, and why I struggled so much was, you know, Justin got to be out there and, and pursue his dream and be around adults. Yes, while well, I was doing laundry, taking care of poopy diapers, and I felt really sorry for myself. But it was this thing that happened when we were out and about, even with friends, or if it was um, whatever, some sort of work event. We would stand together in a group, and people literally did not look me in the eyes. Mm -hmm. They were not curious about hearing any of my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Whatever subject we were talking about, we see this all, all eyes were on yes. Justin. Yeah. Um, and I can understand why, because, you know, people know who he is. He, they know his work. Yeah. They care about what he thinks and what he feels and what he does. I get that. But to not even address the person standing next to him, who is most likely a force in his life, who makes all of his work possible, like you mm -hmm. said, Maria, there's just like... When you're not seen, when you are not celebrated for the work that you do, it just really it hurts. hurts. Talk about a vacuum so it, sucking everything out. Kevin totally. used to call himself the human coat hanger. Or the lampshade. Uh, or the lampshade. I was the lampshade. He was like, or the coat put my arms up so you can hang your just coats hang your on coats me. Just hang your coats on me. I'll sit here. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Dinner. Yeah. Like, mm. like you guys yeah, don't exist good. because it's, here's yeah. the thing. It's like, there's a connection people already have with us. So they're, they're yeah. in. Yeah. And you guys are just the easier for me as a guy yeah. because I don't need a lot of that. And I would just be like, oh, whatever, I'm going home to watch Netflix. <laughs> so, right. And then people but, wondered why Kevin never wanted to go to events, why he's completely like, why absent from the picture. Yeah. And I would I'll go watch by it myself. On TV. Yeah. Because yeah. he was, I was like, he doesn't want to. He'd rather be at home on the recliner with the dogs. But we see a lot of yeah. our, genuinely. We like, see a yeah, lot yeah. of wives and mothers that you know. <laughs> we when we go out to dinner with them, we can tell. Maria clued me in on this. Yep. You can tell they're losing their minds because of that. Yeah. Because they're not seen, yeah. they're not heard, well, they're with children, babies all day. Imagine your whole day yeah. is goo goo gaga, wipe ass, clean this, clean yeah. that. Then you get dressed and you feel like a human again. And no one's treating you like a human. No again. one cares. <laughs> hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content. And a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community? Or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment. And we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating,
rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. No one cares. And also the fact that I just feel that I would just love to see, um, I mean, I work so much with mothers, so I talk a lot about motherhood. Fatherhood is also insanely important. But I feel like motherhood is not celebrated. Yeah. What mothers hold just in, you know, raising little kids and deciding on vaccinations and schools and how do we even want to raise this kid and do we do do we do timeouts or not? Do we, like the it's the world is so big, it's so large in figuring out how to raise little kids. Human beings. And it's like, it's a huge job. Nobody cares about it. It's like, we're just supposed to know how to do it without a manual. And then we do the work and there's no elevating and celebrating these mothers. Right. And like I said before, society is not built for families. So I just feel like there's just a big gaping hole there that we need to fix now. Yeah, are we built more for youth in pop culture? Do you think this country and money, Mm-hmm. And make money. Yeah. Well, yeah, because... Send it around youth and money, right? Yeah. What would the world look like? I mean, we can all answer that question. What would the world look like if mothers were celebrated for supported. what they do? If mothers were... Supported. I mean... Supported if yeah. mothers were, you know... Oh, if, God, we if, have better kids, everything. You know, if if um, well, if mean, teachers and, right. you know, and, and the, these professions that we... Have no respect for. Have no respect for. <laughs> in some ways, look down on because who wants that, right? Yeah. Who wants to be a preschool teacher? Like you make thirty thousand right. dollars a year. When yeah. in reality, you know, when we're look at what's celebrated in our country. Yeah. What would the world look like if it was reversed in well, some way? And and would Kelsey mental. lose all her TikTok stars? Come on, <laughs> wait a second, Kels. Yes, Kevin. I feel terrible. Like in this world, I feel like your TikTok stars wouldn't be as celebrated. I know. What a bummer for them. Thank God it's never going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard, but and that's and and women. That's the other thing that a lot of people don't talk about that I think is so important. Like we literally have to do everything, mm-hmm. right? Unless you have men in your life who are you still do everything, Maria? Though mm-hmm. you yeah. never stop. Yeah, no, you still no matter what I do to support. I can't. I, what he does, it's still like. But there's you just did so just much schedule more. your own dentist appointment. It's a big deal recently. For me. It was a big because wow. we've been talking Congrats. about this Congrats, so much, Kevin. We've been talking about this so <laughs> much, you. and literally, I women are dying. That. They're committing suicide. The anxiety rates are wholly like off the oh, chart for God. women. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why we're ticking time bombs. It's because we have to do everything and be everything, and no one sees it. Oh. No one understands it. You guys, unfortunately for the most part, roll out of bed, you know, don't have to do, we have to figure out how do we contour? Oh, we need eyelash extensions now. Cause you're not, you're not hot this time around. If you're not wearing, you know, eyelash extensions, oh man, you got to get the hair, you got to do this. You got to get the color. You got to get the mm. wax. You got to do all these freaking things just to be a modern woman. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got to like spin all these plates and be perfect at all these things. And oh, everything's amazing. And you guys just get to roll out of bed. Go do your job. You can wear a shitty, dirty shirt and jeans. Doesn't matter. When Beyonce goes on stage, she has to flip how many outfits? Five, six outfits. Ed Sheeran can show up in a dirty shirt and jeans 
and they mm. love him. We've mm. got to do cartwheels I mean, and handstands. It's and not spins. just Hollywood, obviously. It's real life too. Well, I'm giving yeah. multiple That's the examples. examples. Yeah. And then you take it even deeper, and we and you, wonder why we're dying. And you, and you take yeah. it even deeper, and you go and look at marriages and why marriages fall apart, and all the men that cheat, and uh, on top <laughs> of holding the world, on top of raising kids, mm-hmm. you then gotta be ready and want to have sex when your husband wants it, mm-hmm. and uh, be sexy for him, and all of those types of things, and. You just, yeah, you know, right. you wonder why all, everything's falling apart. Yeah. And we're also know? not supposed to complain either. Oh, like no. Talking about our pain, talking about our suffering, that's not okay because we need to show up as if we have it all together. And we, yeah. I mean, we see on Instagram, we show our perfect lives. Ugh. You just don't talk. And again, as mothers, I see, I come across so many mothers that are really struggling because their kid is sick or whatever it might be. And they feel like, oh, but I shouldn't be complaining. I shouldn't be complaining. Oh, I'm yeah, so sorry. No, yeah. because, be because I have no. a child and we're okay. We're okay. I shouldn't be talking about my pain. I shouldn't be talking about my pain because there are people that have it worse. Mm-hmm. And of course, people <clears> have it worse. And that's a really important perspective to have in life that there are people that are literally suffering and starving and they're just like fighting to survive Mm -hmm. yes and we do need to show up for those people Mm. but that doesn't mean that you can't talk about your own struggles and have your own suffering because if i just allow that to happen somewhere underneath the surface surface then i'm just gonna like fall into the ocean and drown drown you're gonna get cancer then you're of course you're gonna get all these diseases are coming from somewhere why are women getting so sick the body keeps the score right yeah exactly yeah so that's the thing when i say he's learning he did he hearing me say this just as of late so much he internalized and he was like, um, I have to schedule a dentist appointment. I don't want you to do it, but I don't remember his name. What's his name? Because <laughs> yeah, normally I wouldn't just go to, the, I just don't go to the doctor. I say, yeah, yeah. whatever, my body uh, will heal itself. Yeah. And then what do we do? And, and we realize stresses her out we need and, him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't lose him. So then I have to go do that on top of everything else. So I think these conversations are so important to make people aware of mm-hmm. like what's really going on behind the scenes because, yeah. you know, if, if your husband's the one who's often working, or even if you're just on two different schedules, you're yeah. not going to know everything that we did. He watches me and he has to tell me sometimes. I actually got to a place where with my mom and my dad, because I was taking care of them as well, mm. and I felt like I wasn't doing enough because I'm a yeah. sicko, I actually got one of those um, little time clock apps so I could clock in every time I did things for them. Mm. All the doctor's wow. appointments, all the research to keep my mom alive, all the things that I had to do. And I was looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, this is like full-time job mm. level. Mm. And I'm like, I think now I understand. I, I'm doing more than enough. Yeah, I'm good. But I didn't think I was doing enough then. Of course not. Well, it never feels like enough when the mm. wound is there mm-hmm. and it's a Band-Aid, right? It's like, what yeah. are we doing things from? And that's where... like. Yeah, that's the thing we don't really check in with a lot is where is that coming from? Is it coming from my codependent duty to like take care of them or is it coming from, oh, I just love them and I want to take care of them. And sometimes when... Could be both. Yeah. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's both. Sometimes it's one or the other. And then when it comes, when you can finally get it to the one, to the love part, then even a little feels like enough. Right. It's the extreme that's the codependent part. It's the extreme because for for me, it's like we, uh, we always talk about enough this idea of enough. That's why I called it man enough, but like enough, what is enough? How, mm-hmm. Like how much was enough to take care of mom? What's yeah. enough money that we should be able to make or that we need? Yep. You know, what is enough time with my kids? What is enough time together? Right. And we have this idea that there is a number that there is a, but 
but that means it's just coming from this place where there's never. And you'll never be reach it. It's never going right. to be enough. But it's also mm-hmm. coming from a judgmental place, right? Yeah, Who of says it's supposed Shh. to be this many hours? Right. Right. Who says it's supposed to be whatever? It's yeah. really what you decide is right. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And how do you know that if you don't know yourself? That's what it comes down this to. This is all very overwhelming. <laughs> I find you. Because think about it. Like you're coming into a relationship with all your stuff. He comes into a relationship with all his stuff. Now you're trying to forge this union and okay. Uh, but everyone has stuff. I know. But the reward That's is why we're so here, right? worth it. The to reward learn. is so worth it. I mean, true. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it in certain moments. But like I remember I remember a fight that Emily and I had where we didn't practice consultation (laughs) and eventually we did, but it was, it was, you know, months after we shot the podcast and we both learned a lot from each other because it was literally about, because, because it's, it's, we often fell into this, um, almost like ranking of who's tired, who's more tired. That's oh, a big one in kind of relationships. Yeah. And so good. No, I'm more and, tired. I've worked harder today. And, and yeah. And it was like this, this ranking and we found ourselves there a lot. Um, cause she's exhausted and I'm exhausted and we weren't, we didn't, we didn't hold space for each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was through enough of these conversations. And finally we had like one light bulb conversation. Um, because I had also realized like, you know, sure. As a feminist, there was a lot of times where I was just almost pro women and completely ignoring the individual man that I am and the burden that I carry in this patriarchy and how I'm suffering from this thing that I'm actually perpetuating. So while it looks like I'm winning, while it looks like everyone's adoring me and I'm getting all this, these accolades, I'm secretly suffering because I actually don't even know if I want to be doing it Oh my God. because it's coming from a trauma response mm. to be loved yeah. and adored and enough yeah. Yeah. because I didn't feel that way as a kid. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and I remember us having this conversation and I shared and I had never shared it because I was embarrassed about it. Um, and it was like her being willing to listen to that side of it. Mm-hmm. Me being willing to be like, yes. And being a mom is so much harder because sometimes after 20 minutes, I want to freaking like, I, I can't, eat, I fall asleep you with my kids dad, with, yeah. you know, as a dad, I'm with my kids and I'm like, I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, let's play the game again. And I feel like a terrible dad and, you know, uh, and, and we're sitting here having these conversations and it takes us both listening to each other and realizing like, wow, wait a second. Could we both be suffering? Yeah. Could, could we both be right? Mm. Both be tired. Oof, could we both be allowed to be tired? Yeah. Could this system mm. not be working for both of us? Can we both do better That was in a some big ways? one for me. Because I think I saw myself as such a victim of the patriarchy. And when we had that fight, then later turned into a conversation. It, I think it was for that. That was like the first time that I really realized how you are hurt by the system. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, 
for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Because yeah. it was so easy for me to it's see, oh, you to see get to go way. out and be with the adults and pursue your dream. And you get to do all these things while I'm here mm-hmm. doing stuff that is really hard, that has suffering. no manual. And I'm like in my suffering, yeah. not really being willing to see just how, what it looked like on the other side. That to him, I was like, oh, you get to stay home with mm-hmm. our babies. You get to be there for the first step, for the first mm-hmm. that you get to, you get to yep. do all these things. And then you're and you he's getting like, him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you could only understand like the, the pressure that I feel and I need to provide and I need to show up and be this person for everybody and I have to hold everything and I have to care and I have to push and I have to achieve and I have to produce and I have to like that hamster wheel that he was in. Um, I was just really grateful to have an opportunity to really see that for the first time. So then how do you fix that when you're Ooh. there? And now you see that you're both you get it. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is to really just try to remember that and constantly show up for each other and allow both of us to be so goddamn tired mm. at the same time. And then step by step, figure out how can we show up for each other? How can we create more balance? How can we create more balance for me, for you, for us together? What what do the kids need? How do we create balance for them? Um, Asking ourselves what is enough. And like, yeah, what is enough? It's been huge. What, Has there been like a redefinition of success perhaps? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm somebody who felt like I was both too much and not enough. And it created a very um, unique drive um, stemming from not being enough to be seen, to be valued, to be loved, um, all rooted in the external. It was all rooted in external validation and Mm -hmm. success with extreme extremely uh, deep uh, fears, you know, around having enough and being able to provide, right? Being told what a man was, all of these types of things. And then seeing how the world recognizes men and wanting to be enough and wanting to be seen and valued as a man and thinking that I had a job as a man to provide, to create. Thinking that I had, a, you know, that I had married somebody who needed more, Right. I was like, ah, but I want to get you what she has. And I want to have a big enough house, big enough this. And I would oftentimes find myself just completely lost in a hamster wheel, just creating and creating and creating, never celebrating any victories or successes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no time to celebrate because nope. there's five other things coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've been there. And I reached a point where it was almost like everything that I was touching was working. And, and I was like, well, I have to do more. Because that's what the brain tells you in a system like this. But the world tells us that more is what we're supposed to be after. Well, of course. And mm-hmm. the world profits off of us. Mm-hmm. Off of us grinding ourselves. That's stress. 
and mm-hmm. creating this. So, you know, so it came down to like asking ourselves, well, what does enough look like? What do we actually need? Where's the f- scarcity coming from? Where's the fear that I have coming from? Why am I, what, like, if I actually want to be with my children, why am I finding all these ways not to be? And then you go deeper and you go deeper and you go deeper and then you realize like, oh, wait a second, something happened when I was a child. Why do I have a hard time playing with my kid? Was I not played with enough? And then you go deep into that work and then you, you think about, well, why am I creating, 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 creating? Why am I not resting? Why do I not sleep? Why am I on my phone before? And you can do this forever. But what it comes down to is it's the willingness to self-reflect, mm. the willingness to say like, okay, what's my side of it? I now know that I am addicted to work maybe, or I'm addicted to this or addicted to success or whatever that is. What am I running from? I need to go in. And this is where therapy and, and for me, like somatic therapy and deep work comes in where I'm like, mm-hmm. let me go deep into what is the wound that's causing me to distract myself. That's my work. Then I have to bring it to Emily. Emily has shared with me her work. This is how she feels. This is why she doesn't feel enough. This is all the stuff that I'm doing that makes her feel a certain way. And then when the two of us come together and I can share my pain that I'm creating for myself, but I'm still giving it to her and she shares hers, there's this light bulb moment that happens where you can never unsee it. So from that point on, there is no ranking of who's more tired. There's an appreciation and understanding of what each of us individually had to go out in the world to do that day for us, for the collective us, for our sports team, if you will. And then it's like, okay, let me fill in the gaps. Oh my God, she's so tired from this. Let me jump into that. And then it's almost like a good sports team, right? You just know that there's a no-look pass there because he's open and you don't even have to know. You just intuitively know that that the person's open. Well, it's the same thing with our marriage now. I can go, oh, I know that she needs this. And sometimes, of course, she still asks me because I'm in my world. But that's like the empathy mm-hmm. machine that can happen when two people are doing this work that know their own selves enough to come together and be like, all right, let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes before we were just like, yeah. like yelling at each other and nobody hears the other person when you're yelling at each other, when you're comparing who's tired. Well, I did this all day and mm-hmm. I'm trying to provide and, but I'm with my kid, I'm with the kids and the kids are so fucking annoying or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Nobody hears the other person. There's no space. And then you're supposed to like go and make love later. No, yeah. that's not what intimacy is built on. Yeah. Intimacy is built on communication, trust and safety. And that's how you make another person feel safe. That's how I've never felt more safe in my entire life, which is why when we started the podcast, I said, wow, like I can't even believe that I have you because I can't, because I never, because that wasn't what marriage was to me growing Mm. up. That wasn't what I saw on TV, in the news, in movies and magazines. This is what it is. It's work. It's safety. That's what love looks like. Yeah. Well, because also the thing is, is when you know that you guys are being honest with each other and that you're putting in the work, you never have to be afraid that someone's going to run because it's not they're, there. they're the running not to there. you and working with you. They're not mm. running away from it. And that's where the fears really come into play. I feel like, Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's like a yeah. deep, I mean, you've said this, but there's like this deep, deep knowing. And by the way, there are still parts of my brain that, I have to remind myself where I'm, that I'm safe with Emily because of my trauma, because of what I've been through. And 
there's times when I'm like, promise me you're never going to leave me. Mm-hmm. Right. Where yeah. it's like sweet, but there's a little, yeah. there's like little Justin just needs oh, a little yeah. something right now. Yeah. And, but, yeah. We're but, telling you, don't. But the deeper, <laughs> the deeper part of me, the, the, the part of me that's healing and is healed has never felt more safe with a woman in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And that influences every single action I take in a, in a day. And that's also because you're safer with yourself. Yeah. Because that's where it starts. Yeah. You're safer with your, you are finally a safe space for yourself, which is why you can even create a relationship like this together with me where I can also be safe for you. But none of that can come to you if you're not safe with yourself. That's where it always starts. Yeah. It has to start here. Yeah. Yep. Drop the mic. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. <laughs> yeah, I think understanding each other is a really big thing because I know that even just recently, um, Kevin's like, I, I, I can't rest here. I need to go somewhere. There's too many distractions. But he didn't understand it when I used to say, because he's like, why do you like need to go away? He's like, this house is a vacation. It's like beautiful property. And I'm like, I can't rest here. I'm like feeling like I'm being electrocuted. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. he sees it. But yeah. he had to get to that place for himself to understand, oh, you know, but it's it's hard to to really understand all of that. And most of us don't have enough time to talk and to explain it. And when I see you guys saying you're both coming in exhausted, which we very much understand, Mm -hmm. that's when you realize, okay, is working that hard important enough to, to put ourselves in that kind of scenario? And and then that environment, right? Is that extra bag you're going to buy her that's going to make her feel great worth it? Because if you asked her, I think she would rather have 
a calmer life Mm -hmm. because that's really what we all want is to breathe. And none of us are really able to breathe because we're all workaholics. You know, well, this person's doing all of this. I remember vividly being in the hospital recovering from surgery. And I remember when I was, you know, at some point able to like communicate, I looked at Kevin and I'm like, Oh my God, I am so repelled Mm. by that rat race of Mm. just having to do everything. You had a wake up moment. Yeah. yeah, Cause there were so many people that I look to as like my, my like guideposts. I'm Mm. like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And guess what? We all can, we can do anything we put our mind to. And so I was, you know, yeah, doing it all totally against my nature. Mm. exhausting myself to no end. And I remember saying to him like, Oh no, this is not the life that I want. This is too much. And I wasn't happy living in my own body the way I was. Imagine what kind of partner I am when I'm just revving like that all the time. And for what? To have Mm. more cars, Mm -hmm. to have more things. Emily talks about this beautifully. I love how you talk about that's the system and, yeah, well, you just said and women, it. Women, yeah. But I think I think a lot of people, but especially a lot of women, are waking up to that right now. Back to the patriarchy. Like we've been so conditioned and trained to be achievers, to produce, mm-hmm. to be able to do things, and that you can put it on a piece of paper and say, "I did this." Like, look at all that I've accomplished. And for many of us, that is actually what we're here to do. Like, that is our pace. That's our rhythm. That's where we thrive. Fantastic, because we need those people the builders, right? Um, But I think so many of us, me very much, I'm just (laughs) slow. Like that is my rhythm, slow. I love to be able to, and what a privileged life that I have that I can say this, but I love to witness the sunset every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel very blessed that I can even do that because there are a lot of people that that can't, but if you have the ability to do it and that's what you're drawn to, why don't we stop to do it? Or to step outside and watch the moon at night or go for that walk or just slow the pace down during the day so that you feel like there is time to breathe. There is time to be truly authentically inspired by something. There is time to, reflect on yourself and on life if that's your pace then you should absolutely be able to do that Mm -hmm. and that's okay and that's actually the gift that you have to give to this world not all of us are here to just hustle and i think a lot of us believe that unless you hustle you're unworthy you shouldn't even be here you're taking up valuable space go do something but there is such wisdom in doing nothing nothing and just being at least in moments, because I mean, I can only, only really speak for myself, but that's where I receive inspiration yeah. and wisdom. And that's where I feel aligned with my purpose. But I have to slow down so much to get to that place. So I've struggled a lot being a co-founder of a company and where you do have to hustle to keep that that baby, that company alive. And yet then how do you find the balance? And you also want to be a, a mom, you want to be this and then that. And it's just really hard in our in our world today to find a slower pace and still somehow staying on the surface. Yeah. That's why we all want to move to Italy. That's why we should all move to Italy yes. and live in Tuscany. Yes, and then friends who do that, they're like, the fucking Wi-Fi doesn't work. And you're like, right. oh, that would be tough. Yep. <laughs> that yeah. one, I don't know if I can do. I think minimalizing really helps yeah. and, and separating from attachments. 
Yeah. So true. Yeah. And I think we need to get really good at like expanding, contracting expanding, mm. contracting. Like and then knowing that, I mean, that's how we birth, that's how we breathe, that's how we are alive. Everything happens. <laughs> I love the notes being yeah. taken right now. I love Kevin. But it's like, that's what breath is. That's what life is. Everything expands and contracts. That's actually how we grow. That's how a child grows. So we can have seasons of expansion and then we just have to remember it's now time to contract. Contract. So it's a mindset, I think, of and knowing. digest, right. Say, okay, rest and digest. You have to have time to rest and digest or digest and rest, whatever order you want to do it. And then you're ready to expand again. But you can do it from a place where your well is full. You're ready to, mm -hmm. to seize mm -hmm. that opportunity. You're ready to show up for people and for yourself. You have real energy to do that expansion. And then you come, you come back to contraction again. Whatever that looks like. For some people, it's enough with a nap. Other people, they need a weekend away. Other people need to move to Italy for, for a few months. You just need to learn what that is for you. But we can't constantly expand, 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 because yeah. we will burst. We will get sick. But we have to learn how to reward the rest. Right. Until we change our frame of reference, right? We're looking like we're gazing at this whole thing via the lens of like productivity is the most important thing. Oh, productivity yeah. gives ourselves value. Yep. Mm -hmm. So the gaze has to shift, right? Honestly, probably, I mean forget about masculine feminine but in this case maybe a more feminine gaze in that sense which is okay well resting allows me to be productive yeah mm -hmm. okay well let me rest well even more productive well, yeah. well we know i mean All it's your like best a, ideas your breakthroughs everything, comes everything in your that. body gets recharged but mm -hmm. when even meditating right you you pull the arrow back so that you can fire it forward mm -hmm. meditating just as an example is something that we do. We stop, we, we're, we're still ideally, we try to quiet our thoughts. We're and and everything. Every, it's so hard for so many of us because it's the antithesis of what we were raised to do. But in fact, doing that moment of doing nothing allows us to be able to do something. And that was the biggest thing that I got out of my deep, deep therapy work was this revelation of like doing nothing. Do nothing. Two words that you don't expect together. But when you, when you think about it as a verb, it's so important. And it can change your entire life. Because doing nothing is looked so down on. It's like we don't have value if we do nothing. But what if we looked at it and gave ourselves, like in, in our own minds, like a, a reward for it. A cookie. A, 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 a Pavlovian response to doing nothing every once in a while. Yeah so that we could actually rest mm -hmm. until we start to shift that gaze. We're never going to do it yeah. because we're always going to find something more important, something that needs to be done. And I'm speaking for myself mm -hmm. and first person here because that's been one of my greatest challenges, which is why I like being married to a woman who wants to go stop on a walk and smell the flowers. That's weird. Smell the roses. Like, I, like I'm married to you the woman that hike. smells <laughs> yes, the roses. Please. I That's go on weird. a hike right up here, and all of the neighbors have the old rose bushes that still oh. smell. So I go on sniffing tours, and yeah. Kevin will see me. He'll be walking, and like, look at this psycho. And I'm hopping from across the street to across the street, trespassing on lawns. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, this it. is so amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God, thank you, God, so much. And I'm literally, mm. I feel like I won a million dollars with every rose I sniff. That's Aww. amazing. 
amazing. Oh, yeah, it's everything to me. And I had yeah. to. I've had to actually tr- retrain my mind that a walk is not for exercise. <laughs> a hike. A Good hike way. is not to burn calories. No, it's for your soul. It's for your soul. <laughs> I'm like. I, I mean, just yesterday, I'm starting to go on. I mean, that's why we moved to the country. Like to slow down, to learn how to do nothing, to learn how to like reward ourselves in that way. Because then it's like resting and digesting becomes, oh, I get my ideas there, but I don't have to do them all, Mm -hmm. which is my next challenge. I don't have to do everything that comes to me. Yes, I know. Like, like, oh God, it only came to me. No, ideas come to everybody. That's why you could see seven of the same movies come out at the same time. Oh my God, stop it. I love that. It's like. We yes. have this like hi- this hyper indiv- individualistic like we're the savior we're so almost genius. like we have oh my god it came to me I have to do it <laughs> yeah. no you know yeah. there was multiple inventions of the light bulb at the same time it wasn't yeah. like yeah. you know or if someone else did it you're like that was my idea right. I should have done it. it's like no like fifty thousand other people thought the because same thing they we just reward executed value. it that's that's, that's where we see value yeah so anyway so all that being said like she's really taught me how to slow down and understand like oh. Life is about the moments in between, right? The wave, the in and the out. If we're only exhaling, Mm -hmm. we die. Yeah. Right? Everything comes in waves. We need that. And I, it wasn't something I thought about six, seven years ago. Oh my God. Ever. I know. We were doing our grateful list last night. I'm like, I'm grateful for being able to see the sunset tonight. It was so beautiful and the weather was so perfect outside. Remember? Mm -hmm. It's the Mm -hmm. best. You have to take those in between moments. Yeah. But, and we, but they're not rewarded here. Yeah. And you know what we do now because of what we've created? Those in-between moments become Instagram moments. Oh, yeah, for sure. They become social media okay. moments. Yeah. So now even, and we wonder why we're so exhausted collectively, even as a society, mm-hmm. when we take a moment to pause, we have to document it. Yeah, I went live. I did. But, for the first like five minutes of it, I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And that's the part of our brain. Because I had to feed my algorithm. There's, you have to feed <laughs> yeah. the algorithm. Why? Because yeah. it's you're feeding the beast because yeah. we're constantly yeah. moving towards yeah. something that we think is going to make us happier or more successful. Right. or more. So even in our rest, oh, picture or this yeah. or this. And then that's, yeah. that defeats the purpose of it. Yeah. Well, what's great about what you guys did moving out where you did is you're away from like the electric grid, yes. right? When I went, <laughs> I went forest bathing. Have you guys ever gone forest bathing? They don't need to. They live in the... Well, we've, similar. Yeah, yeah. Not like officially sort forest of. bathing, but yeah, we've, we've called it kind of forest bathing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did it. And I remember when we were coming back, like to, you know, done with the whole event thing. And I saw the the, you know, the LA city yeah. skyline. And I felt like I was being electrocuted. That's how it feels every time we come in. Like, <laughs> oh, I was like, no wonder we're all like anxiety ridden yeah. and suffering and just all of that excitement is just too much to live in all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think unplugging from it is great. And to your point about what everyone values in terms of productivity, one of the things that I've struggled with after brain surgery is when people are like, so what are you doing? Nowadays, because I'm not on TV every day. And I'm like, I just always answer, oh, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't want anyone to tie my value anymore mm-hmm. to what I do. Yeah. And that's been an interesting experiment um, with people because I'll say to him, I'm like, well, what should I say? Should I say something? Because I <laughs> don't, said that a lot. I don't want to have to say anything because I don't want you to think I'm either important or not important based on what I say. I just want to be whatever I'm supposed to be. And if you you belong around me, then you belong around me. But it's an interesting thing to see how if you do pause 
say you need a recharge, say you need a couple years break or you need something, how the people react. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Mm -hmm. They get uncomfortable. What Mm -hmm. did you say? Like, I remember us having a conversation specifically about this. Yeah, we talked about this a lot. A lot. Because it was was before AMA. So Emily has this amazing Mm -hmm. company called AMA where she's really doing incredible things with women and new mothers and breastfeeding moms. But mm-hmm. before Ama, it was like, people would always ask you, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And you really struggled with that for a bit. Yeah, because I knew I didn't have the right answer for people. As if mother, like being a mother wasn't enough. Yeah. But that was always their reaction. They would have no follow-up question if I just said, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a mama right now. I put everything else on the shelf. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and then they would just start looking for the next person to talk to. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, yeah. if you only knew how cool I am because I'm a mom <laughs> and because I do nothing right now, like the things that I've learned about patience and creation. We'll do and, nothing. I mean, I, it's not like you stop moving what, uh, when we're with P- the kids. It's not, it's just not interesting. It's just not interesting to a lot of people. Yeah, and I love that. Like, the, just the feeling of like, why do I need to give you that? Like, why? Wh- what are you going to do with that information? Zero what, what, what interest. Well, compartment. Are you going to decide whether they're going to get closer Even to you or not? Even before, it never yeah. mattered to me anyway. Right. right. Like, I never. First of all, whenever I've met anyone in town, I never know what they do. I never introduce myself with a last name. I'm like, I always tell Kevin, I'm like, should I be like saying, oh, I'm Maria Menounos and like give a firm hand? Like, am I supposed to do what these other people do? (laughs) But I just, I'm like, hi, I'm Maria. And I I don't try to find out what they do. I don't care. I will never remember even if you tell me because I'm not looking at anybody like that. And so that kind of shift after after surgery where I was kind of like redefining everything in my life and I'm like, I don't want to have to like come up with my laundry list of stuff. Yeah, Mm. I've got stuff going on, but I don't need to tell you what's going on for me to feel good or for me to satisfy you to think that I'm worthy of the conversation Mm -hmm. because I really have no interest if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, growing up, I moved to LA. I mean, I was born in LA and then um, lived here till I was 10 and then came back when I was 18. But I remember... I had like, it's like deep in my body, this feeling of, of people asking me what I was doing or what I was working on and, and, and never feeling enough, no matter where I was in LA, right. no matter who I was around, there was always somebody doing more or, and I just always felt like my acting credits weren't enough. I wasn't, if I wasn't booking or if I wasn't testing for something in my early twenties, everything was just about that success. And then, you know, you can translate that to any career. 
when you're just yeah. starting out. Being mm-hmm. embarrassed almost. Being embarrassed of myself. But like, you're never going to be enough. Was. That's the point. I was never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. No. I never was. But the moments where like when I did have success, especially early on, and I would start to share those things, I would leave the conversation and feel terrible about myself. It's the same thing. I'd be like, yeah, I'm, you know, series regular on Everwood, you know, this was 18, 17 years ago, which I, you know, got basically uh, fired from eventually, you know, because I was replaced at the end of it. But I would, I'd be like, hey, yeah, I'm a series regular on this. And I would leave the conversation. You feel dirty. Feeling terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, you know, like vomiting. Yeah. Like, am I that insecure that I need to share, like that my value is based on what I'm doing? And it took years for me to get to, you know, where you are to realize like, wait a second, Uh, I just want to be liked. Yeah. And the fact that you're going to be a little more interested in me because of my career makes me feel like I'm enough. And that's what it is. Oh, I don't need to share it. Mm -hmm. How do I like myself? (laughs) How do I like myself first? And that's a, that's, that's like a forever journey for me. Thank God you're there, (laughs) Maria. Well, I think like none of this really ever mattered to me. It mattered to me because I wanted to make it. I had like dreams and stuff, but a lot of it was also like I wanted to give my parents a better life and I wanted all that stuff. You just like having fun. And I love having fun. Yeah, I get emotional. That's what it came down. Mm, Just having fun and primarily you wanted to take care of your parents. And then after that was fun. And then also, like I said to you, Maria, is like you have to be empathetic to other people in our business because... You were hosting entertainment tonight at 23. Mm-hmm. No one still, that's never been done, probably never be done again. And then today's show. And you know what I mean? Like you made it yeah. so young. I mean, not like a child star, but you still like, you hit the scene really fast and yeah. furious. So any of those parts that needed to be fulfilled were fulfilled so young that after that it was like, man. Eh. Yeah. Well, and life also hits and really realigns you to see what's really important because at the end of the day what these people think of us means zero at the end of the day the only thing that matters is what he thinks of me and i think of me and how our life is together because if you're living your life for everybody else that's an exhausting you know venture and and if you're living it to to look valuable to other people and all of that stuff it's I mean, like I said, I had my moment and I'm like, I'm done. Goodbye. I was in a rat race. <clears throat> I never really wanted to be in. None of this stuff matters to me. These people actually need all of this. Yeah. I have had fun with it, but it doesn't really define yeah. me. Like right. I could be cleaning up animal poop at a sanctuary and be very happy because I love animals. Yeah. Um, like my friend on my pack life on Discovery, I'm obsessed with. <laughs> Emily and I talk about that a lot. Getting to, getting to the place where none of this matters mm-hmm. and we could be happy doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe it's amended to you love acting and storytelling and just leave it at that. And you can do that wherever you want. You can do it at local theater. You can, yeah. We could take our iPhones right now, the four of us, give us literally by the end of the day, we'll have a 90-minute talk on something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean it. So it's true. just really embracing that, that and not the outcome of that. Not like, okay, so it didn't get picked up by Netflix or it didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't the number one this or the number one that or I'm not hosting this or I'm not starring in this. But I'm creating really cool stuff that I love or I'm working with my children, which I love, yeah. or building my company, which I love. For making impact. And I if it, you know, if my really... whole thing is like, if you could just, if like you could just make a living, <clears throat> you won. 
you know what I mean? Like, and, and what is that living? Like, like 21st century standards of not it has to be the, the multiple houses, the multiple cars, the private jets, all that stuff. But it's like if you just get up every day. Because I like, I don't know about you guys, but my parents did stuff they hated. Like most mm. of our parents did. So just to be most people to be, do. Most mm-hmm. people. So just to be able to do what you love. And if you could just make a modest salary. You know, and I've always kept my mind. I had an old boxer, Marvin Hagler, way before your time. He just died. He was a great middle middleweight fighter. And I bumped into him in Boston one time. Oh, my God, I'm a huge fan. And I'm like, wait, and this is a guy with Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, like legend. And Those are tough. all boxers, my love. Thank you. American <laughs> boxers. But like with, right there with Ali. like a le- But he's at this bar with his girlfriend just dancing on the da- at the dance floor of some like, you know, mid-level bar. And I'm like, uh, oh, uh, Mr. Hagler, I'm just a big fan. Oh, he's very nice. Oh, thank you, thank you. Very pleasant. And I, and he said, what? Because <laughs> he knew. I was like, well, where is everybody? I'm like, because I just know like all these other guys, they have entourages and bodyguards. And he, he just said, well, first of all, so Marvin Hagler, I'm a fighter. I don't need anyone to protect me. He said, number one. Number two, he said, when you have all that stuff around you, then you need all that stuff. Mm. He's like, that stuff's going to go away. He's like, I'm not going to be champ forever. It's going to go away. And then I'm going to be disappointed. He says, so I just keep it, you know, as, as you know, regular, or as modest as I can. And that always stayed with me. So you said that to me the other day. Like, you're just happy with your pickup truck and your recliner. Yes. <laughs> but, but that that's is actually, power. But that's true happiness. Yes. It starts with contentment. So when you just say and you're... a recliner. So, right. Well, no, I'm just saying, if you can, <laughs> but if you can lower all of those things in your brain and yeah. bring it down to, yeah. this is the minimal I need to be happy... Then it's like, well, what fills my cup every day? Making art, being with the kids, building a company, great. And if we can just feed ourselves off that, bye, everyone. You know, like, yeah. and say, and great. If it's a huge hit, more power to everybody. If it's an Oscar winner, great, great. But at the end of the day, one of the blessings of the, the pandemic in the 21st century is the collapse of everything around us in business and especially in Hollywood. That what does it really matter anyway? You know, like, it, it's the, the, business we all came up with justin and maria and you all it's over it's done i just have like i can't, i just am, i'm in awe every day at the people that i don't know that have 10 million 20 million 30 million 40 million followers on tiktok on instagram on youtube people i have no idea i know who the rock is mm-hmm. i know who justin is no maria is i don't know these people but guess what so it's, it's it game. almost makes no sense anymore which has made it wonderful for us because it makes no sense anymore to follow the 20th century business plan, at least in Hollywood. It makes no sense. You're, gonna, you're going to end up... Mm-hmm. Because even if you get an Oscar, what does it matter? I don't even know the Oscar movies this year. Everything has just changed. So it's like we've been given a big favor. But I think mm-hmm. if you can just bring it back to like, hey, I love this. I'm, I'm loving doing this doc or I'm loving doing this scripted series or I'm loving building my business yeah. or I'm loving this time with my kids. And if you can just leave it at that... I'm writing Christmas movies right now for Hallmark and Lifetime. And you know what? Like, I'm having so much fun doing it. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know what? I'm, ha- I'm like in the moment of the world. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is so fun. I hope something yeah. good comes out of it. But I'm, I'm enjoying the process. And I'm older than all you guys, but I've been through like the, all the other things. I've got to get this. Got to hit this mark. Got it. Yeah. It's over, yeah. over. Yeah. There's no. different seasons in life, right? Like there's your time but to hustle. There's this your younger? time to like go after your dreams. Yeah, yes. Your, you but then there's the time hard. to say, okay, 
contract, it release and contract. What was it? Um, expand. I think you always need yeah. to. No, but I think right. that's I a think great note. That. I think you always need to do that. And if you ignore that, you get sick. So no matter what, I think you have to con- you know, oh, contract yeah. and expand. And I think that you know, you do have to work hard on any lofty dream you have. So no one's saying not work hard. It's just, but if mm-hmm. you can separate from the outcome and the attachment to the outcome, mm-hmm. that's where, like, yeah. I think the power comes. You just have to work. You know, if we go make our, before us go make our 90-minute doc, we have to work hard. We only have a day to make it. We've got to work hard to do yeah. it, and we're going to do our best, but we have to get over the, oh, my God, it's got to be sold by, if it doesn't get bought by Netflix, then maybe Hulu, and if it doesn't get bought by Hulu, then we, right. no. Well, the business is yeah. run. It's, again, it's, they, capitalism, capitalism is designed to yes. keep us mm-hmm. in a feeling like we don't have right. enough feeling like there's scarcity when mm-hmm. there isn't, right? That's the whole that's the purpose yeah. of yes. how the whole system works, right? Which is yes. why Oof. our social media networks, which were disguised to build community, are really just advertising networks, <laughs> yes. right? We're just constantly being drilled and reminded that we need that thing. And the business is the same way. And that's business in general is the same that's way. Business. Health has become this way. Healing is becoming this like, And we have to be so mindful of that. And for us, I think it just comes down to what do we love? What makes us happy? That's but also it. service. Yes. Yeah. I think it's always important. Because service at the end of the day is I think the the reason to have mm-hmm. job and job creation. Every business was designed if <laughs> ideally mm-hmm. to solve a problem. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. To be of service. And I think when we can combine like the the material and the spiritual we can all feel better no matter what we're doing right. about what we're doing because we're not doing it just for ourselves. We're doing it for a greater purpose. And you can be of service in anything. Anything. In anything. You could you could you could have any job in the world. You could be a billionaire or you could just be barely scraping by. And it's a mindset. It's how can I be of service right. to a person, to an organization, to the world? How can I be that example? And that's something that we're failing at all the time and striving for but it if but for us at least in our marriage and in our life it it permeates everything that we're trying to do which is like okay how do we be of service then the trick is to play in the game and not let it win to play in the game and not let Mm. our decisions be be rooted in fear right the fear of scarcity this idea that i know i can't do that because i got more last time or or Oh, that's not enough because true service isn't a, you can't put a monetary value on it. Now you, there needs to be an exchange of some sort because that's the way that the the system is set up, but it can't dictate the outcome. Like you said, it can't be the thing that the driving force, it can't, I can't take a job just because of money, like just because of money. I might need money, but I have to like justify it in some way. Otherwise my entire life will be just simply about survival or just simply, and I won't, and I'll miss the joy, which is why some of the happiest people I've ever met have nothing, work multiple jobs, but it's not just about surviving. They're like, they're thriving in the survival mode. And, and so many people with money can't figure out how to thrive while we're surviving. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to like, again, what do those people have in common? They, a lot, a lot of them have communities like family systems where they can, they're, they're there for each other. Like it's not just this individualistic me against the world mindset. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I know that we're, that we're working on all the time, which goes back to what's enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When do we stop? When do we pause? When can we just be, when 
can I not have my phone in my hand? Mm-hmm. Like, w- when is that moment just for us? When is that? When is this just about my kids? When do I not pick up the phone and say, and you know what? I see my phone ringing, but I'm not going to answer it. Right. Right. When is our time versus my time just about like the hamster wheel mm-hmm. producing electricity for something that doesn't care if and I, I exist or not? If you don't do it, your body's going to do it for you. Eventually. You're going to get yeah. knocked out Absolutely. with an autoimmune disease worse, you know, or worse, you know. Yeah, my dad used to watch yeah. us. He thought we were nuts. My dad's a hard worker. And he was like, Mommy, Greek immigrant, imagine how this, much is yeah. enough? Mm. Young people like, kind of slow down. Yeah. Wow. But your body will tell you. If you don't, cool if you don't listen to you guys, yeah. then your body was going to just go. My body's, been telling, my body's been telling me. That's one yeah. of the things we talk about all the time. Yeah. Body talks all the time. Speaking mm-hmm. of, that was such a great speech. My stomach was growling the entire time. No. I wonder if you guys got that. I didn't hear any of the recording. But I, I can't was it, even. Because it was it disagreeing? Was, it was a no. It was, was it disagreeing? With you. It was agreeing with me. It was like. Fasting tummy. I, I can't even like provide any solace and say, oh, we have food inside. <laughs> <laughs> we'll feed you. Good. No, I'm, I'm drinking my water. I'm good. Well, you guys. But yeah. This has been. A, <clears throat> I'm choking on myself. Has been an amazing conversation. Um, let's see. There are things we have to mention. Um, I feel like we didn't even talk about the things that that's you guys close. were going to. We talked about all stuff. of it. Well, because no, we talked about could, all of it. Because you I started saying like gender, you might not like some well, things. Well, I figured when we started talking about gender roles and all of that, maybe something or, or other would come up. Or even when I mentioned, mm-hmm. well, you know, certain things like. You yeah. now understand when I would say I couldn't rest yeah. here. I yeah. figured things might come up that could get uncomfortable only no. because when I listen to you guys, I'm like, oh, that might have hurt. Oh, that might have hurt. Uh, uh. Yeah. Whenever you talk about these things, there's always something. I'm just so I'm so wiped out right now because of being on this journey like uh, that you're talking about. I'm at the end of it right now, that part of it. Mm. My body's saying, you're done, buddy. Like you either need to make some change, you know, and I mm-hmm. think... It was always, you know, <laughs> what I say, just give me, give me a, give me a Diet Coke and a bagel and, and a bagel I'm good. And I'm good. I'll just go, I'll just push on, press yeah, you on. can't do it anymore. No. Wow. And I yeah. think that's made me so much even more empathetic to you in realizing, you know, mm. and to people yeah. too, when you well, just know, so you're burnt, you're burnt. And he you know? understands the, um, the beauty behind simplifying yeah. because we're, I was so much more ahead of him in the journey when I came out of all of this and started had, having my aha moments. I'm like, I want very yeah. little. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. let's sell everything and live a simple life. Yeah. yeah, please. All of it was so exhausting, and more is more. And just, I, I, you know, I just felt like I could never just live and be at peace. Mm-hmm. And so, even just the the s- small steps we've been taking at simplifying. He's really enjoying, and now he wants to do more and more and more. Mm. You like to simplify certain things. I want to simplify the bigger things. You like simplifying like furniture and yeah. stuff. And I'm older. Excess. <laughs> but I'm but older. he's I've been here longer. Yeah, but he's on Here's the journey. Here's the thing with, and, you, with Justin, what you do and what you do, Emily, and what Maria does. You guys have to understand what you guys. The gifts you have are very precious, and the opportunity you have is very precious. And I've. Just, and again, maybe it's the system and everything we're talking about today, but I've seen many at the end of their lives, and at least in this business we're in here, who had those gifts and whatever, and the ones who took them for granted Mm. were the ones at the end who were very regretful of, they regret Mm. afterwards. They thought 
no, I'm just going to, I don't need this crap anymore. I'm not going to, I'm going to go do just uh, whatever. I'm going to go, I don't know, go and move to a small town somewhere and just live out the rest of my days. And then they realize, wait, what? Like, I'm not living my purpose. I'm not answering my callings. Mm -hmm. I'm not honoring my gifts. And so there's a fine line. And so that's why, you know, I've said, hey, pump the brakes. You don't have to like let, you can have your studio at the house. Mm-hmm. We can, fu- you can be on all the gas pumps in America and all the movie theaters in America for whatever, two days worth of work a year. There's ways to stay in this, but do everything you're saying. But remember, you know, you know, I've said this too, your mom made it five years over five months. And if it wasn't for COVID, probably would still be with us. But that was because of the, great means that you have through the work you've done. Not to mention you have many, many gifts that you get to realize and enjoy every day that I just, I work with a lot of hosts in Hollywood and actors that I've mentored over the years, probably 2000. And when I say they literally will burst out into tears just saying, I just want a chance. And it's like, I know you think I'm crazy for crying. And I'll say, no, I would think you, you were crazy for not crying. Because I know what it's like to have a dream and that dream doesn't get fulfilled. So for the people like you guys that's been fulfilled, it's like, okay, we don't, don't drive ourselves to cancer. Don't abuse the partners we're with. Okay, but, you know, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater either. Mm-hmm. You know, you still have to be productive in your days to be happy. It's just not at the cost of others, not at the cost of yourself. I think we all need to be productive except for a very, very small, I have met those yogis and those people like you're talking about who we say, right, Frank, mm-hmm. Big Frank and, and Uncle Arthur, the two people, I've, these two people I always reference. They don't have to work. Didn't matter. The only ones who didn't need to work. They were just <laughs> happy and not, yeah. but most of us got to stay busy and productive yeah. and serve and feel like we're, so. Moving the ball forward. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm always here like, man, just, you know, yeah. you guys all yeah. still have to do what, Thank you, man. what right. you're here to do because yeah. you got, you got and yeah. gave you great gifts mm-hmm. and opportunities and, right. and, uh, just like again, without hurting yeah, yourself and I other people. Yeah, sometimes I think we can get a little extreme. Well, I was going to say, I think he's touching on extremes. And he brings it. Like, well, I we, that's what I see in our oh business. Oh my god, I would have been in India. Well, like, she's had in a advisors say, myself. just was, get rid of it. I was and going move. places, guys. Go and to another he, country, and he just yeah. keeps me a little bit more on track. And I said, okay, but you enjoy this, okay? You can't have that anymore. You enjoy this. That's not going to happen anymore. You enjoy, okay? That's fine, you know. And you're talking to the guy who's happy with a pickup truck and, and a recliner. And mainly, it was <laughs> the ability. Like the power that you have yeah. to, to be able to take care good. of the people you want to take care of. And that's yeah. the biggest thing. How many for people me. you guys touching with your podcast? But it happens from what you guys built. And like that, mm-hmm. you know, like you're able to reach with these great mm-hmm. gifts, you're able to reach so many more people, you know, because of yeah. the means and the blessings you have. And that's and there's a and there's a there's a constant reminder that we need to go back to that place and say, wait a second, why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the reason the extremes happen is because of burnout. Because we don't, we're constantly exhaling yes. or constantly inhaling. So yeah. the reason you'd go to India is because you never were exhaling. You were just yes. inhaling, inhaling. Yes. and then and then what you're happens? Not contracting. And I just I have a you know I have a middle grade book for boys coming out in December, and I remember specifically writing about our emotions and this vis- this idea came to me, which was what happens when we just keep inhaling? Eventually, yeah, there's like a me. big exhale. Yeah, it's yes. not a. It's not like a. It's. Oh yeah. It's just. So I literally when I inhale, yeah. with my lungs they crack, like almost like a like a beach ball has been deflated for a long time because I don't inhale. Wow. 
And, yeah, well, that's and now a, I'm you know, at a point a, where I can't catch my I can't catch my breath. I'm like I'm doing some deep somatic work. I start this week. I cannot catch my breath. I can't yawn. It's a real struggle to yawn. She knows. Although when I was praying for him last night, and I put myself in my this is probably very woo woo, but like. I was praying for him to get better and I put myself in his body and I expanded his lungs and breathed for him. I could hear him breathing on the bed and I go, oh shit, it's working. He and Marie are going to be best hear, friends. I but you guys that. are going to be best friends. That's Justin, tell me what you're going to say because I feel like you're going to help me with something. Well, I was just going to say- Beach ball analogy I gave you. Well, what, what, what I was going well, to say was that you have anxiety. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. But as men- Yeah, we talked about that actually. We don't, right. we won't admit we have anxiety. Right, no. And it anxiety, doesn't feel like anxiety Anxiety, because it doesn't feel like it. Right. Anxiety right. is for broken people, and we're not broken. Right. No, I'm broken. <laughs> but but that's the thing. <laughs> but so I don't feel what that, you have- But it's a different, it must be a unique kind of anxiety, because I'm not worried about- No, 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 no. no. Anxiety is anxiety. It just it's, manifests itself differently depending on the body and the person and the trauma. Gotcha. So, so my anxiety, I didn't know I had anxiety my whole life. I would, we were, we were dating and she'd be like, baby, breathe. Wow. He wasn't breathing. He was yeah. holding be, his breath. Why? You're amazing. I'm, I, I used was to wound, clench my hands. I was wound so tight. Yeah. yeah. I'm so tight because I'm in this, I'm in this um, protective state yeah. that there would be a sound coming from my mouth because I wasn't exhaling. <laughs> oh boy. And I wouldn't I even like, know it. And it was so, wait. and no one had ever told me in my entire life. And she'd be like, hey, baby, breathe. I'm like, what are you talking about? I am breathing. Mm. I wasn't breathing. Yeah, he doesn't breathe. And and that's and that is a symptom of anxiety. Yeah. So we because everybody holds it differently, especially right. as us men. Right. Like this this what happens if we go through life thinking we have to shoulder the burden everywhere we go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are we gonna ever be able to exhale? Mm-hmm. No. We're we're taking everybody's stuff and we're making because yeah. that's our identity. Yes. In some ways. So then you don't exhale. And then we have trouble breathing. And I right. remember sitting down in situations and being like, and I'd have to take a full breath. And yeah, fine. that's where he's been. Yeah, yeah. brother, that's anxiety. And yeah. we'll talk about this afterwards because yeah. I can right. I can walk you through some And also some it may not be current stuff. Currently life might be Amazing. great, perfect, but that could also be old yeah, stuff that is old living in your too. body as yes. anxiety. And it's lungs are really good at holding on to grief. Yeah, That's where, where grief lives. Yeah, we've and been going through a lot of grief. Mm. In this grief. last year, we lost our mom. It's like yeah. our way of life. You, our yeah. whole everything's changed. So many mm. things have changed. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's a ton of grief. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it all. Mm. It lives in our bodies in all sorts of places. And uh, I think the majority of the work, especially the individual work that each of us are doing, is looking at that. And I know specifically for me, I look very fit and healthy, but my body breaks down in the weirdest ways. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to figure out why for 20 years. And it wasn't until this last year that I've actually started healing myself <laughs> via meditation and therapy and all kinds of things and realizing like, oh my God, all of the reasons I'm in pain and my body is breaking down is, is trauma. It's anxiety. Yeah. It's never had a release because I was never man enough to admit that I was perhaps broken and had issues I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like tucked, like I, I, you know, was manned up and, you know, yeah. didn't allow myself the That's, chance to yeah. feel all the things that I needed to feel. And then what we become like stone yeah. instead of like, you know, limber palm trees that in a storm can like bend and move. You become like stone. So the second something happens, we break. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just all about like, Oh, 
like moving my body and like releasing feelings and emotions. And it might look and sound crazy, but I sw- I've it's incredible. It doesn't sound crazy at all to me. <laughs> and um, and sense. I have a lot, and I have a bunch of resources, you know, for you, and we can talk about this afterwards. But that is what is at the core of that. We connected Maria and I the first time because you were one of the first people that really saw what I was trying to do in Hollywood, mm-hmm. which nobody really cared about, which was helping us remember how amazing life is by telling the stories of people who were dying of a terminal illness. Mm-hmm. And that's how we kind of bonded. And then yeah. of course, um, you know, you recently lost your mom and, and we, we were on the podcast together. Mm-hmm. But what I can tell you is as a result of 10 years of that show is I have a ton of grief. I lost so many people and I thought that I was fine. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was built to go into somebody's life, become close to them and then be okay with them dying. And I wasn't. I was like, oh, God designed me in this way. I'm kind of like a death doula or something. Yeah. But 10, 10 years later, mm. I have all this pain and grief trapped in me from all these people that I loved who I had to say goodbye to, who didn't get a chance. I have survivor's guilt and all these crazy things that happen. And it's all in my body, yeah. let alone all the trauma that I had in my life. And I had no idea how to get it out. So of course, I'm not breathing. There's a part of me that's afraid to breathe. Yeah, you might feel it. Mm-hmm. might feel it because why breath is so connected to our emotions yeah and then as soon as i started breathing i started feeling and shit there's a lot of stuff to feel man mm. yeah and that's why we're doing this work that's mm. why that's what i want so many men to know it's like we don't have to be afraid of that stuff anymore it doesn't make us weak it makes us powerful it makes us human yeah it makes us far better husbands for those of us who are straight for our wives and if we're not two men together even better <laughs> you both need to work on that shit. Yeah. But we'll mm. talk about that afterwards. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I've had to tell him to breathe. That's why I like him going on walks with me. I said, it's not about the walk. It's about the breathing you get when yeah. you walk. Yeah. Cause it moves stuff and it, yeah. it like, it's so enriching for your I mind, mean, body. I and found soul. myself so weak that I'm, you know, I, I've lifted weights for 20 years and this is the first time like it's been six months. I haven't, yeah. I don't have the strength to go in the gym. Well, I told him, I said, this is like God grounding you and saying, yeah. you just diet Coke and bagel it up. And this is it. Like, this is your, this is your invitation for that next level of transformation. And mm. I'm not taking yeah. no for an answer. Right. That was oh, like man, me. I'm so happy that we're meeting right now because <laughs> really exciting. Because yeah. you're, Good you've stuff. just been going to the wrong gym. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what a cry. <laughs> That's really sweet. I got a membership to this other gym. I'm going to tell you all about it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to come stay in your yurt, guys. Or whatever it's called. Your dome, your whatever. Um, What's next for the Man Enough podcast? Anything Um, we should know? uh, We just just finished recording our season, uh, our our first season. And um, I think we got a... I don't know when this is coming out, but I think we have a few more episodes that are going to get released. And then we're going to do a... We're going to do a second season and, um, yeah. And I have my, um, my, what is it called? The paperback version of my yeah. book coming out. Of man enough. We took my face yep. off the color cover so more men would read it. Stop it. Yep. Uh, um, I was tired of men DMing me saying that, you know, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they read, they read my book even, you know, even though they were embarrassed to. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's make this a little more accessible. Yeah. And, um, Mm. Yeah, I have a I have a middle grade version of Man Enough coming out in um, in October so on my son's on our son's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, I will say this: there is zero chance that any of this would be happening, any of the work that I'm doing, if it were not 
for my wife. Zero chance. Because there's no chance I would never be this introspective. (laughs) Ever. Because I'm literally, there's a mirror next to me all the time. Even doing the work. I even put it at the end of my book. Emily read my book the first time. And she said, baby, this is really good. But I think you need to read your own book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And I put it in the final chapter after she read it. Because that is our life. And I, I am, uh, I'm so damn grateful. Mm. So if it all goes away, we're happy and we won because we're doing that. Mm. It's beautiful. So true. I won too, honey. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We say the same thing too. Yeah. We always said for, but we said this for decades. We was like, hey, we have each other, so screw it. Who cares? And I always used to say, I'm like, honey, when he would day. get sad or upset about something. I'm like, I don't care. We could end up somewhere and have a pizza place. And as long as I'm with you, I'm <laughs> and good. We, and we still may. <laughs> I love we're going to be best friends. Yeah. I know. I thought I already, you guys were going to be best friends, yeah, but you and I are going to be best already, friends. Already, like, I have <laughs> such a deep connection to you. I feel like we've been friends for years mm-hmm. because. I, I just, I instantly felt that. And yes, I then listened to Emily and I was like, oh my God, she's my person. So yes, we are going to be best friends. I always say. <laughs> we'll all start the pizza and, place together. In fact, together. I'll take it a step further. <laughs> I've said even recently, maybe I should just stop and open a restaurant. Because I like food. I love cooking we for people. We love food. Yeah. Food makes Dead. me so happy. I, but <laughs> but as much as, so as much as hang out, just amazing. Guys, as much when as I, I love food, I moan. And I have standards. <laughs> yeah. It has to be amazing. Every meal he laughs at me. I'm a sicko. He's like, you have to pitch a perfect game. I'm like, it has to be. That's how important it is. And, mm. and I almost love making it more than I love eating it. Which is great because I don't love making so it. So I, I cook. eating yeah. it. Yeah. So I cook for her. She's so like, well together. But like, so I've literally said... I think in the last two weeks, I'm like, I wonder if we'd be happier just forgetting about all this and opening a restaurant. I know, yeah. but there our freedom is gone. The, yeah. That's the yeah. problem. But I'll just say, I'm with there you. all that's, the time. That's I'm also totally hard, hard work. But it's true. Guys, that's what we had to do. Guys, keep it simple. Pizza place or a coffee shop or just... We were going to do pizza and coffee. You could, no, you're not going to do both. Stop it. I've got a pizza <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. be going to town. Oh, really? Yeah. We yeah. love making pizza. Easy. Then you know what? You can just... We make fried dough all the you time, You have a nice too. hangout. We love fried oh. dough. Have you ever had fried dough? Yes. Like, like East Coast fried dough? Yes. <gasps> no. We'll make it for you. You will die. Yeah. We are the hit yes. at every party with our 99 cent dough bag and we come in with some butter and honey uh. and cinnamon and powdered sugar and we... Make it, and everyone thinks that we're like, you know, magicians. It's crazy. It's so good. It's just dough. It's basically a donut. Probably not gluten free though. Way better than a donut. We can make a gluten free one. You can make gluten free. Yeah, we do a gluten free dough. Yeah. 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 Wow. (laughs) So. So. Oh man, but yeah, I always said that too. I'm always like, honey, we're fine. Like, we'll just we'll have a pizza place and freaking whatever. It's fine. Oh hi. It's all good. It always work out and he'll always make something amazing, whatever it is, whatever house, you know, whatever house we've lived in, he's always fixed it, made it amazing. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's a one bedroom, a 10, but we're going to be fine no I matter t- what. Well, I see that too all the time. Like no matter where we go, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll, 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 when we move in we next will, door to the Baldonis, I'm, uh, listen, we'll be making I'm that amazing. You, we're we're going to make that happen. I'm com- we're coming this weekend. I swear to God. Done. Come. You guys already, Please. it's over. Don't make any other plans. Bring, <laughs> bring that dough with all that butter. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, you guys. Um, Emily, tell me about what's next uh, for Emma. 
Oh, what? Uh, 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 yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, what is next? We are growing rapidly and expanding. So we are, um, ooh, like the brain shift. We'll, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, what is happening? From fried dough From and fried dough to coming over this to weekend business. to Ama. We are just, we continue to find, um, find ways to support mama as best we can through products and content. And that's what, that's the path that we're nice. on. I love that's it. What, that's what we're doing. And we're, as I said, growing and expanding really quickly. So we're just learning how to <laughs> build a business and bring more people in and, and make it thrive so that we can continue to support mamas. They blew up this last year. It was incredible to see. Which is fun. And also just like, how do you grow so fast? And with I'm a, not with an, one product. I know. Wasn't with, it based on your yeah. mom's? Yeah, my mom had a yes. design. Cocoon. Yes, my right? mom. My she mom made had it in something called the bib. The bib, which she designed for breastfeeding me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In '84, and she wanted something beautiful that she could wear at meetings and restaurants and still breastfeed and still have you know feel gorgeous. And so she made that when she was breastfeeding Justin. And she gave yeah, it to Yeah, so it's Emily. like almost like a wrap that's like wrap. chic it's and beautiful. Just, yeah, and like a poncho. Yeah. And she gave me one when I had Maya, our, our first kid. Um, and there was nothing else like it out there. I didn't want to wear baby pandas and baby giraffes on some weird blanket. Like That's not me. I wanted yeah. to still feel beautiful and feel sexy. And and you're covered look, up too so you gorgeous, like, can be in public and feel... For the moments yeah. that I wanted to cover up. I was yeah. like, there's nothing that actually And this works, one had like shoulder pads. It was like from Hers the 80s. It was like pads. legit from the 80s. Like took shoulder pads out. took them out. But all the women were coming up to Emily. Where'd you get that? Where did you get that? Where did you get that? Yeah. yeah. And we're like, I think we have to start a We have something. And then we brought on Satya, my business partner and co-founder, and she's a great designer. So she kind of redesigned it for the for the modern mama. And now we have something that mamas love mm. and want. And because we now have that community, we can create content and talk about all aspects of motherhood. So those who want to be, those who were, and like the, all the different stages of of motherhood and you know create that support that many of us feel like we don't have yeah. they're designing more so stuff sweet now opportunity. it's really cool yeah there's a lot more product on there I saw yes, like the product's beautiful coming. but the site is beautiful too mm, we'll link you. to it actually in the summary yeah. of this so that anybody who's listening can thank you can take a look so thank you it's good to hang out guys thanks for so having sweet. Us. nice to hang out with you guys thank, thank, you. thank you so much see you in a couple right. so we lost Kevin we lost Kevin Kevin is on his recliner, I'm sure. Which, by the way, we are adding an affiliate link, I think, to this yes, on we our are. website. So Kevin found the coolest recliner, everybody, Heel Squad. It's like $150. It's a teeny little recliner. So good for a small space. If you need a little recliner for your meditations or just anything in life, because life is better on a recliner, um, <laughs> we are putting the affiliate link to it because Kevin is a really heavy-duty researcher he finds the finds, and this one is definitely one. It's a great gift for a friend in life. Mm. Um, we're about to gift a friend one. So um, anyhow. Anyhow, that's where Kevin That's, that's where, where he Kevin probably is, is now. right now. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, exhaustion comes with when you have to start thinking about all this stuff you got to work on. <laughs> Truly. Because I know through some of this, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm cooked. This is a lot. I said it a few times. Oh, my gosh. And even me in here, I'm like, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. So don't get overwhelmed, Till Squad. We don't have to figure it all out right now. We don't have to be perfect at all of it all right now. And also, Kevin had a really good point that I wish he had brought up earlier. But, you know, there's so much talk about the patriarchy. And it sounds a little bit like 
there's this conspiracy, right, to like hold us down. And I don't know if that's necessarily what's happening here. And Kevin just gave me another perspective and I really liked it. He said, Maria, he goes, the old days, he's like, the men went to work, the women stayed at home, the men provided, like there were different kinds of roles. And then, you know, women's rights came forward and we wanted to do things and we wanted to build our own thing and we wanted to be equal. He's like, and so I don't think it was this big conspiracy to hold women down. It just was the way it was. And now it's different. The key is that we have not adjusted and grown and changed to accommodate the fact that now women are equals, let's say, or hopefully we're going to become more equal because we're not officially equal in terms of pay and in terms of certain things. We are, of course, our superior. But anyway, um, I think that what, what hasn't happened is now that women are in the workplace and we're running you know, companies and we're doing all these things, there's no support for us and nothing's been taken off our plate. So there's no, oh, I mean, you're just assumed to do everything, right? Because have the kid and then go back to work. Because I think at first we had to kind of do that to be like, I'll still handle everything, right? Like how many times have I been in a job where I'm like, no, 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 I'll do all of this, but there's this other opportunity. Don't worry. I'm going to get it all done. I'm going to do it all. Right. And so I think that's probably, and listen, this is You're me scared just- to lose it. This is just me saying this off the top of my head. Please don't, you know, I haven't had time to like go do all the research, but you know, the truth is I feel like, you know, we probably were like in the throes of trying to figure out how to be business women and career women while taking care of the kids. And then everybody just assumed because then we became the- overachieving, I can do it all women. And, you know, I'm type A and I'm super multitasker. Remember multitasking came up and now we were kind of, oh, now we're trying to make this a normal thing that we have to be superwoman. And now we're realizing, no, um, if I'm going to be out working and now most families do rely on two incomes, then something has to give. Someone's got to help. You, hubby, have to take half responsibility. Maybe you're in charge of scheduling all the doctor's appointments and I'm the one who's taking them to the doctor. Or maybe you're handling the vacations and I'm handling them at school. Like We got to split up the duties, but that hasn't happened yet. And so the woman, like an Emily, is at home having to be the woman behind the man, having to do all of this, sacrificing. And it's just like nothing has changed. So I think it's less like this big bad wolf. And I don't know, you guys are the younger generation that's really talking patriarchy. Tell me if I'm missing something because I'm happy if I've missed something to, you know, to have that conversation and to be open to something that I didn't think of because just like Kevin, Kevin's like, Maria, I don't think it went like that. I think it just has, you know, everything has, has evolved and then that hasn't. You know, it's interesting. And I'm interested, interested to hear Pooja's take too, because I kind of agree. I mean, I like having the conversation. I just think it's still so crazy to me how unequal women still are. Like, but I don't think it's because there's one massive thing like holding you down. But I do think it's an accumulation of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an accumulation of a lot of time. And it's still even, I mean, going back to the episode that Emily was on Justin's podcast. Liz Plank, who's one of his co-hosts, was talking about the whole idea of nature versus nurture. Girls are still given dolls. Boys are given 
I don't know, trucks and this and that. And they're like, oh, boys will be boys. Go play in the dirt. Go do this. Go do that. So it's still it's still crazy that in like 20, 2022, that's still a thing. Um, and that girls are brought up that way. So I think it's it's I don't know. It's hard. It's like societal norms less than the patriarchy. But I don't know. It's like I don't really know. And I'm like you, Maria, where it's like I would need to do more research to like fully give my like. 100% opinion, but I'm curious who just very much in this. She she gets fired up about this kind of stuff. Oh, so I'm here we curious. Go. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a subconscious thing where it's like we want to keep the power and hold the power, so how can we do that? Or if it was just like that's the way it was back then. Like they went and got did the jobs. They were the breadwinners and the women were the one at home and it was just a result of that. It could be a combination. You know, it could be a combination of both. Well, I don't, I don't think that back in the day, men were like, let's hold women down. I think there were just roles that just were. We give birth. We carry yeah. babies. So they would, you know, take care of us and protect and do the things that men were supposed to do. Well, the roles just kind of formed. Yeah, yeah. R- roles formed. I think that now in this time, yeah, I think that men can look down on us and say, oh gosh, she's going to get pregnant. She's useless. And they won't give us a job or whatever. They have their set of beliefs that, that guide them that are definitely not in our favor at times. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but do you think if there was like a woman who wanted to do something back then that they would be accepting and okay? Probably no, not. because no. back then that wasn't how it went. That's why we had to have this whole women's, you know, but I think like, lib and yeah, yeah. But I mean, that in a way is pressing them, no, because they weren't allowed to do that stuff. We had to have a whole movement in order to even get any sort of equal treatment or be viewed in any equal way. Yeah. Why would there have to be like this whole revolution for us to be able to do what we want? Yeah. I mean, and that's where patriarchy, I think, comes from, right? It's like the set of kind of norms and rules that are just kind of pre-existing us, right? But, you know... I don't know if there were cave women. <laughs> Again, I have to do the research, but yeah, I feel like I think there were. There were like hunters and ga- men were the hunters and the gatherers, mm-hmm. right? And so I think of like eventually, as we started to realize we, you know, wanted more, then we had to kind of push those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And yes, obviously, we had to fight for our rights and fight for our kind of our our place in this world outside of just what they originally thought it was or right. wanted it to be. Well, and shout out Dr. Shafali. If you guys haven't listened to those episodes we mm. had with her, her whole thing is, you know, the who said? like who said, and it's her book is the woman's like kind of radical awakening, like how we, we now finally are being like, yeah, I'm sorry. Who said we're not allowed to do this? Who mm-hmm. said X, Y, and Z? So I think a lot of it is, you know, they're learned things and, um, generational, crap that we've carried in mm-hmm. and i think that's what people say when they're like we're fighting the patriarchy it's like all those societal norms that have been ingrained in us in right. society for years and years and years right like that's when people are like that's what i'm fighting the patriarchy like mm. you said like boys will be boys like if they hit you they like you or they're mean to <laughs> like, you they like what? you it's like yeah. that's such a like that's yeah. such a bs excuse it's like uh, like no like that's just not a it's not just boys will be boys. Like that's yeah. such an old fashioned way of thinking. But I think it's those like paid, it's like those values and like those ideas that have ingrained in society that allow men to get away with stuff that shouldn't be something that 
comes down to boys will be boys, mm. I think that's when people are like, we're fighting the patriarchy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. To be continued. TBD. We'll do Friends. some more research and get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all learning, right? Yeah. And that's why I say we're open. We're open to everyone's thoughts and ideas. And, you know, we kind of just keep keep learning and growing. I think the worst thing you can do is just come out and be like pretending like you know everything. And so many people do that all day long and they've never done any of the research. So I'm like, I haven't done the research. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm thinking. This sounds like it makes sense to me. But it's not like I'm going out staking my <laughs> right. claim and telling everybody, I know what's going on here. Right. Well, well, we learn through these conversations. We do. Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking too? I really want um, Emily to come do a Patreon Heal event with our gals, with her company. And I'm sure she could speak a lot to this as well. So mm-hmm. anywho, guys and gals, but that's that $10 a month tier. You get special access to a healer a month and or a person a month who you wouldn't necessarily have access to. So that's what I'm working on. I want, would love to do one with her. I like that idea. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, if you want to join Patreon, you can do that by going to mariamenunos.com and click on our uh, web, our Better Together page, or you can go to Better Together with Maria's on Instagram and click the link tree and you can find us there very easily. In the meantime, friends, thanks for being with us. Be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.